1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: Well, let's spend a little bit of time talking about a topic that we all may need to deal with one of these days, the issue of pain. I wonder how we could enlarge our understanding of dealing with pain, because scientists are working on dealing with pain in all sorts of ways, and there are new initiatives that they're talking about. Of course, there's different types of pain too, acute pain or what's called neuropathic pain. Well, Dr. Philip Siddle is the lead clinician for the Greenwich Hospital Pain Clinic and State Spinal Cord Injury Pain Telehealth Service, as well as the author of the Pain Book and the Spinal Cord Injury Pain Book. He's also Director of Pain Management Service at Hammond Care in Sydney. And Philip's joining us. Hi, Philip. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Good to speak to you. Philip, let's talk about pain because this is something that some of us are suffering with right now. I mentioned there are some different types of pain. I'm sure there's many more pain types in definition, but what are the main ones that you've been talking to leaders in the health industry recently about?
1: Uh, Well, there are two main types that we often talk about. One is musculoskeletal pain, which Uh, affects a lot of people in terms of their muscles, joints, uh, bones Uh, for example arthritis affecting the back or knees would be one uh, in that sort of class and the other big group that we talk about is what we call neuropathic pain uh, which is pain which affects the nerves uh, sometimes the spinal cord or even the brain so people who have injuries uh, to the nerves can experience uh, neuropathic pain which is incredibly difficult to treat and
0: uh, and can be excruciating. Philip, you were addressing a pain conference just recently. The topic of your presentation was living well with neuropathic pain from medication to meaning. Does that mean that there are more treatments for pain than just popping pills? No,
1: there certainly are, and, and that's the uh, the big challenge that we're facing in terms of neuropathic pain is that unfortunately even though we do have some medications that are quite helpful, uh, unfortunately they still, for many people, just don't do the trick. They're still left in a lot of pain. So we do need to look at other options. So uh, we have things such as uh, stimulators that can be implanted in the spinal cord. There are even brain stimulators that are talked about. Uh, But we're even looking beyond those sort of things to look at the influence of uh, other things in people's lives. So, for example, even though it may not, actually reduce the pain. Uh, We've done some research ourselves here at Hammond Care looking at uh, meaning and purpose uh, in people who are experiencing a spinal cord injury and neuropathic pain. And what it clearly shows is that people who have a very strong sense of meaning and purpose uh, are much less likely to suffer from uh, depression even though they may even have severe pain following a spinal cord injury. So it seems as though it's protective in helping people to manage a severe trauma like a spinal cord injury and also another thing on top of that like neuropathic pain.
0: So given we're talking on the National Christian Broadcaster and many of our listeners have a strong Christian faith, there is a sense in which having that faith, which is oftentimes uh, involving meaning and purpose, that people who have this level of spirituality may actually be better equipped to handle neuropathic pain than someone who has no faith at all.
1: Yes absolutely Neil, that's, that's exactly what our research is showing and even though we, we didn't specifically look at people who have a Christian faith, um, there is no doubt as you say that for many people who have faith then meaning and purpose are strong and what it's clearly showing us is that in that situation that equips us well to be able to handle those sort of situations.
0: We'll come back to that, but tell me about some of the advances in neuropathic pain medications because, in my understanding, there's been a bit of a plateau when it comes to new breakthroughs being made with the dealing with this type of pain. Yes,
1: that's right, and unfortunately, there hasn't been a huge change uh, over the last five years. We do have some new studies and a couple of new drugs uh, that have come out, but Largely our treatment of neuropathic pain still relies very strongly on a couple of groups of medications that we use specifically for treating neuropathic pain and one is the anticonvulsant medications that are normally used for treating epilepsy and the other large group is the antidepressants. Uh, Not because people are depressed but it seems as though the chemicals in antidepressants even at very low doses are still one of the most effective drugs that we've got for treating neuropathic pain. So they're generally the two main types of drugs that we rely on for treating neuropathic pain at the moment
0: when it comes to this spiritual dimension in living with pain is this new research that's coming out now or is this something that people have talked about perhaps even for centuries that people who have a spirituality a christian faith may actually be able to handle the circumstances of their pain better
1: well i think you're right i think it's something that we've sort of intuitively known for a long time i think particularly uh, for people who, who do have a faith, they've known that it, it is something that gives them strength in their ability to deal with very difficult circumstances. But uh, I guess, as in a lot of cases, science has been slower to catch up. Uh, our colleagues in palliative care are way ahead of us in terms of this. I mean, they've been looking at these sort of issues for many years, and it's an important part of caring for people who have uh, cancer or a terminal illness. But for some reason it's been very neglected in the area of chronic pain. People haven't seen it as important and I guess what's important about this new research that's coming out is that it's showing, as you say, something that we, intuitively we may have known but now we're starting to see some scientific evidence showing that these factors are hugely important uh, in terms of dealing with chronic pain. But they don't necessarily take away the pain, it's not, not that the pain may be less. But certainly in our ability to live well or to to manage in the face of pain, there is no doubt that these factors are important.
0: So the spirituality, uh, not like a pill or an injection or some sort of uh, treatment, it actually uh, works in the character of the person, this resilience that says that even though I'm suffering this pain, I have something within me that gives me the strength to carry on regardless.
1: Yes, no, that's, that's exactly right and I think that's the difference. I think that for somebody who does have faith, uh, even going through something difficult and experiencing pain on a regular basis, they still have something underlying uh, exactly, as you say, a strong sense of identity uh, in, in terms of their relationship with God but also a clear sense of purpose in terms of uh, still serving God in whatever way they can and I think it's those factors Uh, that do build resilience and enable people to to keep on going I think the other remarkable thing about that is that the encouragement that can be for other people to see people who are going through something which is so clearly uh, difficult and yet to be able to be so resilient and, and often even cheerful in the face of those sort of things
0: I mentioned that Dr. Philip Siddle is the author of what's called The Pain Book and also The Spinal Cord Injury Pain Book. We're talking about pain. We'll come back and continue our conversation in just a short while. Well, we're taking a little time to talk about how you treat chronic pain. Our guest is Professor Philip Siddle. He's the leading clinician for the Greenwich Hospital Pain Clinic and State Spinal Cord Injury Pain Telehealth Service, as well as the author of the book called The Pain Book and The Spinal Cord Injury Pain Book. He's also Director of Pain Management Services at Hammond Care. Philip, when we talk about living with uh, these sorts of levels of pain, neuropathic pain, uh, just remind us just quickly as we get into talking about this, uh, neuropathic pain is different to other types of pain and usually comes from some form of nerve damage.
1: Yes, that's right, Neil. So quite different from the sort of pains that people would get, say, from arthritis, uh, with arthritis of the knee or uh, often with back pain. It's pain that's caused by damage to the nerve, sometimes after, say, shingles or a stroke. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's quite a different type of pain, often very excruciating and often very difficult to treat.
0: And when we talk about living with this sort of pain and great insights that you're presenting when it comes to the spirituality of a person, a person's faith, giving them the type of resilience that helps them live better with the pain, when it comes to living well with pain, are there some practical things that people ought to be aware of if they're facing these sorts of pain issues?
1: There are and uh, because of the difficulties of treating neuropathic pain we do use a very wide range of treatments. So uh, unfortunately things such as anti-inflammatories or paracetamol or even strong painkillers like morphine just don't uh, treat neuropathic pain effectively so it means we need to bring in a range of options. So uh, for example at uh, Hammond Cares Greenwich Hospital where I work in Sydney we'll offer a program Uh, for people with neuropathic pain which teaches them a whole range of skills uh, that might help with their pain. So it may include things like exercise, uh, relaxation, upgrading their activities, uh, meditation and as we've been talking about before we also try to go a bit deeper and look at the spiritual dimension uh, for pain and whether people uh, come from a position of faith or not Almost universally people recognise that pain of any type, if it's been there for a long time, affects them in terms of their spirits. Some people talk about having a crushed spirit because of pain, uh, because of the way that it it affects them in so many aspects of their life.
0: If we talk about spirituality and a resilience that helps people meet the challenge of pain head on, uh, one of the uh, things that people who have a spirituality usually have in common is that they would pray. So when it comes to uh, issues of spirituality and the idea of prayer, uh, any uh, thoughts on on how that might actually enhance someone's capacity to face uh, pain issues?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good question. It's actually something that often comes up in our program and people often volunteer uh, in those sort of situations uh, during the program that things like prayer help them. And we often link it into uh, meditation. Uh, so that's a very broad concept and of course people see meditation in different ways. But for Christians, um, prayer and meditating on God's Word are ways of... Uh, connecting with God and reinforcing that sense of connection so that they have a strength and resilience, as you say, that keeps them going. So we certainly hear time and again that prayer is helpful and I think it's getting in touch with God, understanding his love for us, understanding his strength, uh, learning to rely on God that that enables people to be strong in in the face of dealing with something as, as difficult as neuropathic pain.
0: Certainly there'd be some listening to our conversation who'd be able to share their own testimony of how they were experiencing pain and we'd need an expert like yourself to be able to diagnose what sort of pain people were experiencing but in those times when they've received prayer or they've been in prayer themselves, the pain's been relieved. Uh, Sometimes people will have a testimony that the pain's completely disappeared. Is there a link between the way that people... Uh, approach God, approach their spirituality uh, and the way that sometimes these things can be actually overcome completely?
1: Well, it doesn't seem to be a, a simple formula, I guess, in that sense of how we should pray and, and how that should go away. I mean, certainly we're given guidelines in Scripture as how we should pray for people who are ill. Uh, but it seems to be that reliance on God, recognizing His love for us, that seems to be really important. And and one of the things that comes out in terms of research and spirituality is that it's our view of God that is actually important. So somebody can be spiritual and yet see God as sort of harsh and punishing and it's been shown that they actually do worse in terms of their pain whereas somebody who sees God as loving and merciful and somebody that they can approach during times of difficulty, including pain, they're the people who receive benefits. So the way that we see God actually seems to be very important in terms of our ability to be resilient and to cope with those sort of situations.
0: Well, Hammond Care, a wonderful organisation that was established early 20th century and from a foundation of a minister of the gospel who was providing care for Uh, aged care in sydney and uh, a wonderful foundation that continues on in hammond care when you're running uh, particular uh, seminars and you're talking to leaders people who are dealing with pain in aged care circumstances uh, is this the sort of thing that you like to particularly bring in the idea of having a spirituality a strong spirituality a christian faith uh, to be able to help deal with those things
1: yes yes we do neil and i think the reasons we were talking about before is that I think intuitively we've known that our relationship with God, our spirituality is something that can give us enormous strength in facing all sorts of difficulty including chronic pain and as an organisation at Hammond Care with a strong Christian ethos and as individuals in the clinic of people of faith I guess one of our uh, visions has been to try and bring the scientific evidence to underpin some of what we've understood to be the case for a long time. And even though the scientific evidence doesn't, in a sense, make it any more real, uh, what it does, it, it allows us to communicate to others. So to be able to get the word out in a format to other scientists, to other clinicians, whether they have faith or not, to sort of give evidence and to show that what we've sort of known for a long time is actually borne out by the evidence that we can see people who do uh, have a relationship with God, who do trust in Him, who, who, who practice their faith, do well and are resilient in the face of dealing with pain. And, and it's a great thing that we see in our program. We, in our programs at, at Greenwich Hospital that we run for people with pain, we normally have a group of about eight or so. We have people from all sorts of backgrounds, of course. They're not just all Christians. But one of the wonderful things that we see occurring again and again in those groups is as people sit down and share their experience of what helps them uh, living with their pain is that many times we have people who do come from a Christian faith who are sharing across the group uh, what things like prayer and their relationship with God means to them uh, in terms of uh, dealing with their pain. So it's a wonderful testimony in that sort of situation for others to... who may not come from a faith background to hear those sort of testimonies of how people are living well with pain because of their relationship with God.
0: Well, I think there'll be a lot of listeners and those who are particularly suffering areas of chronic pain now who'll be very heartened to hear those great insights. And just to mention Hammond Care, a wonderful organisation leading in dementia care and palliative care. And great to be talking with Professor Philip Siddle, who's the Director of Pain Management Services for Hammond Care. He's also the author of the book called The Pain Book and The Spinal Cord Injury Pain Book. And Philip, just great talking to once again today. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020.
1: Thanks very much, Neil. Good to talk to you.
0: Before you go, thanks for listening.
1: There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported.